You're listening to Balance, the journey of entrepreneurial couples podcast, an unfiltered conversation about working, living, and everything in between with your partner. Hear stories from couples across the globe, their triumphs, failures, lessons learned, and tips on balancing life, marriage, and business. And now your host, business owner and partner, wife and mother of three, Tanya Simon. Welcome everybody. Today I am speaking to Hannah Lim. Hannah is um, one of the co-owners of Lola Land. They're a line of children's products and they actually appeared on um, the American version of Shark Tank, ABC's Shark Tank, and they shark shocked the sharks. Um, actually, their mouths dropped to the floor when they had announced that there have been a couple since they were 13 years old and still in business together. So welcome, Hannah. Thank you so much for joining us today on this podcast. I'm really interested to know it's you've been together since you were 13 years old right well actually mark was well first let me back up thank you for having me this is so exciting because i've never done this international podcast i love technology right it's incredible Um, and yeah so i um yeah i was actually 12 years old when mark and i started dating mark was 13 and we i mean we find that shocking now especially because we have three daughters who are slowly approaching that age. I mean, our oldest is eight, and we just think, how could they possibly date someone in four years? Like, it doesn't... (laughs) I mean, they're children, right? So our journey, I mean, we literally met in middle school. We're at the same school. He happened to be in one of my physical education classes that first year, and, you know, it's funny because it'd be really fun to have him here. I'm so sad that he's not, but he... You know, he's sort of, in America, we say going out, right? So he, yeah. <laughs> you know, when he was 13, he said, you know, will you go out with me? And we were, it was just this really playful relationship at school. And um, it's funny because we look back on these little letters. We used to write letters to each other because we didn't have cell phones. There was mm-hmm. no text messaging. There was just no form of communication once you got home from school. So you would write me these letters at night, like, you're the one I'm going to marry. And oh. at, at the time, I thought, okay, yeah, that's yeah that's how I feel too but you know this time went on we had our rough patches and he always jokes like Hannah tried to get away from me but I didn't let her go <laughs> <laughs> um you know Mark's just that guy I don't know he he to this day says like he knew um mm. for me I think it took me a lot a longer you know in college we broke up for a couple of years and it was a real breakup didn't talk didn't see each other for several years wow and but I think there's just something about growing up together, understanding, and our families were very in similar situations. We, you know, grew up in the same area. There's a lot to be said for having or meeting someone hmm. with that common thread. So. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because actually it was, um, we were supposed to do this talk a few weeks ago when we made a quick trip over to the States and we were in our hotel room and the funniest thing, I remember emailing you, we were in our hotel room, we'd come back from a full on day and, um, and we we flipped on the TV, and of course, as you know, mind boggles with work. You kind of just Shark Tank as you do, and it was it was reruns, and there you guys were. And I remember saying to Daryl, "Oh my God, there's this other couple that have been together since they were like you know kids." Because we've also we were you know we're childhood sweethearts, not since thirteen. I was a little bit older, sixteen, but same thing. I've got a fourteen year old daughter now, and I'm thinking, "Oh my God, <laughs> like it's." crazy um and I remember thinking there's this other couple that are childhood sweethearts I really thought um 
you know, it's in, in business together. So not just childhood sweethearts, but actually in business together and just such a, a rarity. And, and most, and like you guys having a break, um, we also took a break and, and I traveled and he traveled. And I think it really does when you just know, you know, but having that time away just makes you realize that, yeah, this is, this is the one it's meant to be. And, um, yeah. and then you're stronger for it. So, and, um, on another note, I was interviewing another couple last week and their childhood sweethearts as well. So I turned around to them and I was like, oh my gosh, there's three of us in the world. Like it just seems so, so rare. And I was, I'd written an article quite a while ago and it was about, um, the statistics, statistics of, you know, couples in business together and um, failures, failure in marriage and failure in business and all the rest of it. And then I was trying to do research about, um, so what are the statistics for couples in business together that have actually been together for a very long time and are childhood sweethearts? And I couldn't find anything. So when I came across you guys, you and Mark, it was like, oh my gosh, I have to email you right now. I can't believe there's another couple in the world, in the entire universe, who um, who have actually been together longer than us. So kudos to you both and being in business and having three young children. So let's talk a little bit about that and how, well, how Lola Land now, it used to be Lola Cup, which was just a cup product. How Lola Land actually came to be and was that a conscious decision that Mark then came on board with that or was that something that you did together as a couple? Okay. So with the, um, gosh, we had gotten married and had our first child really quickly after we got married. Mm. So probably you know, six months after our wedding, I was pregnant and me too. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, there's something to be said for having yeah. been together for so long that there's yeah. not really a need to like have this honeymoon period or wait. Right. Completely so, agree. Yeah. That's kind of how it happened. And then, you know, I had this, I was, I had quit my job teaching and I was staying at home and again, I got pregnant again with my second child when my first one was nine months old. So, you know, I was kind of in this stage where it's like, you know, we have these two young kids, like finding childcare and help is so difficult. Mm. So we thought, you know, we'll make it work. And Mark was actually had a full-time job and was going to business school at night. So it was really difficult because he just wasn't home that much. Mm. Um, but I told him one day, you know, like I'm struggling with this whole sippy cup thing. Like I just, I don't get it. Why? I, it's still proof, but that's actually making my life harder right now because she's not drinking from it. And mm. all these cups were like really complicated. And I just told my Mark, I, I just want something simple, like a straight straw that's sort of going to eliminate challenges for her. And I said, and I think I could do a good job making something that even moms would want to carry and be seen with or like it, you know it didn't feel like such an eyesore in your home so yeah easy you know I was just I had this goal of sort of creating the sippy cup of my dreams and again yeah. it was sort of like born out of my own problems with the sippy cup and my child's problems so you know um he said well you're staying at home right now and while that's you know, a lot in itself, when the kids are napping, maybe you can try really fleshing it out. And mm. if you truly feel strongly about this after I graduate, 
we'll sort of reassess then. And, you know, his whole thing was, you know, it's really hard to do a business sort of halfway, you know, mm-hmm. he said, if we're really going to do this and you feel, we both feel strongly about it, we're both going to go all in full time. So, yeah. Wow. What an incredible yes. supportive um, husband to, yeah. to, you know, be put, well, be going through business school at that time as well. Um, so he obviously had an idea of where he was going in, in business and what he wanted to do and to be so supportive of that and see some, some real potential there as well. So that's right. fantastic. And look, I, I can completely, um, uh, you know, understand we, we were very much the same. So we, you know, got married and had children straight away. And, um, literally I was in hospital. I'd just given birth to our first daughter when my husband who had just qualified as a plumber was out registering business names and, you know, tax and all the rest of it to set up, to set up business so that he could start on his own. So, um, you know, I think there's something to be said and, and, for being young as well and perhaps not overthinking, you know, um, overthinking the situation and going, you know, what if we're going to go into this? There is no halfway about it. You don't do things by half. We're in, we're in, we're all in. So, I mean, by then you'd already had um, two young children. So you're all in anyway. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. I think there's definitely something to be said for age and like life mm-hmm. stage, you know. I think if our girls had been entering kindergarten or first grade or grade school it would have been a lot harder to sort of jump all in yeah and by that stage as well when you get a bit older you your your risk versus reward it's the balance is very different you know versus um I remember we had nothing we had nothing to lose we had nothing to risk what was the worst thing that was ever going to happen to us um so yeah there's there is something to be said for anybody listening who has age on their side um and, and, and go back and listen to the, the other couple with um, Rosario and Carissa who who are a young couple starting out with no children because there is something to be said for that, I, I think. So what was your, what would you say your biggest challenge was? So you, you've had two children, Mark's finishing business school. He goes, right, go and flesh this out during, during nap times. So you've come back to him, you've gone, I think there's something here. I think we can really make a go of it. And you both make the conscious decision that you're all in. What was your biggest challenge back then, would you say? You know, our biggest challenge was, I think, um, probably just the frustration of launching the business and having to wait so long for certain things to happen that are not really in your control. You know, Mm. you... For example, it starts early on when you want to file a trademark for your your name, your company name, and you're trying to get an appointment with an attorney to help you do that. Well, you know, things don't happen on your timeline. You know, they can't meet you until next week and you feel like, oh man, a week, a whole week has gone by. And then, you know, for example, in our industry where you have to create these molds and think about design, sometimes the design process alone is six months long and as a business owner who's just starting out and super eager to get going to have those long waiting periods is just the most kind of irritating frustrating Mm -hmm. but there's really nothing you can do about it (laughs) situation yeah 
Yeah, you can only can control what you can control. So how did you and Mark deal with that as a couple? Like when you're a startup and you're just getting, you know, getting into business and getting things up and running, um, they, you're talking about business challenges that are, you know, out of your control that are frustrating. And then you've got to come home and deal with it in the home as well. So how did you deal with that on a personal level as well? Well, on a personal level for us, it was, I think, more challenging because our business was in the home. You mm. know, the, at this point, it was just an idea. We were sort of contracting um, industrial engineers and then, you know, mold makers and factories. So it's not like we had this office or place to step away to. It was just at a desk in our home. So we were sort of living and breathing this. We had no sense of, okay, this is our work hours. And then we come home and turn off. It was just sort of this all day thing. So I remember it being pretty, I mean, it, it was weird because we had these really exciting um, just sort of times where we felt really motivated and excited and happy and, you know, we were really working hard. And then there were those times where, again, there were, we would go through these moments of waiting and, you know, you, you start to feel like, well, what are you doing? What are you working on? Mm. And, you know, there, we did go through a, a sum of that. Like I would have these sleepless nights with the baby and I felt like, well, okay, what are you working on now? Because now we're just waiting. And um, I think a little bit of that, like you don't want to sort of keep tabs in your relationship, but I think with coupling parenthood with a new parenting and newborn and then starting this business and waiting and, you know, it was just a lot of pressure. Yeah. Like, you know, at this point, no one's getting a salary. We're actually more money is going out the door than coming in. Mm. It's yeah. Stressful. Yeah. Yeah. And, and coupled, like you said, with, with, um, you know, a new baby and, you know, having, you would have had your first child as well. So having two very young children, um, yeah, very challenging. I can remember, I can remember in the early days, um, you know, before we had any processes and systems in place and I was just like you at home with the kids. And I remember having sitting with literally toothpicks in my eyes to keep them open and Daryl would dictate from an exercise book. I mean, I don't know, like you said, I don't know where the money came from. I don't know looking back um, how we managed to survive. Uh, he worked 24 seven and he used to dictate to me the invoices. I would print them out and send them to clients and then wait three months to get paid um but with a newborn baby yeah it's it's challenging and frustrating at the best of times so would you what would be your if you were to talk to you know if you were to look back at yourselves at your younger selves what are the three top tips that you would give yourself and mark back in those days now that you've got hindsight experience and a little bit of time up your sleeve my top three pieces of advice would probably, let's see, number one would be to really, I mean, I know it's easy to say, um, but sort of force yourself to step away and have that time as a couple. Because for us, what we did was, I mean, again, we had these two new babies and, um, you know, there were times where our parents graciously offered to babysit but we would kind of use that time to go to dinner and then talk about the business because we were excited about it and it was something we were super passionate about and you know we wanted to talk about it but looking back 
I think it would have made us just maybe happier and stronger if we just said, you know what, let's completely turn off from this business and from the babies and everything and just kind of, you know, have a dinner like a normal, like we were in our 20s or something, you know, <laughs> yeah. on a real date. Um, I think that's something we would have done for ourselves. I think the second thing is, I mean, I wish looking back that we had scheduled more time sort of individually too. Yeah. Um, as much as I'm talking about dates, like I think my husband is really, he's really passionate about sports. So he loves to play basketball and he would step away and play tennis. But I'm just not one of those people. Like I don't think I had that one thing that I love to step away and do. And so I think I found myself um, feeling a little like bitter or trapped or mm. I don't know, just overwhelmed. Yeah. And I can say that now because it's all in hindsight. At the time, I was just grumpy, and I thought I was, like, in, a, in having postpartum depression and all that. But had I just really said, you know, you know, Mark, like, oh, you, you played tennis the other day. Like, do you mind if I just, I whatever it is, like, go out for coffee with a girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, making more time for myself would have been good. Um, and I think the third thing, gosh, I... There's so much. I can't even. <laughs> um, I think the third thing would have been really setting kind of small, more attainable goals and putting that down in writing and sort of checking them off the list. Because for us, it was just like, okay, um, all right, the mold maker said that the, it's going to be done in three months. So at that point, we're going to go into production. And everything sort of hinged on, on, again, these people that we were depending on to get our project done. And um, I think for us, we, we probably in the early stages did a poor job of really, like, laying out our milestones and working towards hitting that. Because I think it would have made everything a lot more organized and less chaotic and, and it maybe would have helped us feel like we were really tangibly working towards a goal yeah rather than having the big picture yes <laughs> so far you know you can see it but it, it is it's so far ahead of where you actually are at the moment yeah I think that's really important time as a couple um and making time for yourself I don't I think as a couple and I can I can certainly uh that resonates with me where you say you know I didn't really have anything for myself and it was a bit of frustration and he was going off making time for yourself and not feeling guilty as a new mother for doing that that's probably one of the most important things like I needed I needed some time to myself over the last couple of weeks and Daryl graciously kept giving it to me. Just relax, take time for yourself, lie in bed the whole day if that's what you need to do. And I kept saying to him, but I feel so guilty because you're picking up all the slack. And, and like you and Mark make a great team. We make a great team, but there's always that, that sense of guilt about... I feel guilty that you're having to pick up the slack or that I'm not being a, um, you know, a, a, a good enough mother or an attentive enough mother to my children by taking time out for yourself. But what is on the flip side? The flip side is being, like you said, you, you know, you thought you had postpartum depression. I mean, the flip side is complete depletion. Um, you're 
you know, you're angry and frustrated and just grumpy to be around. So it's really important, I think, as as women particularly, we um, we tend to feel guilty for doing that and we need to stop that. We really need to just take time out for ourselves, even just the small things. So, um, yeah, ab- absolutely. So... You know, we've talked a little bit about, um, you know, the early the early stages and, you know, having having young children and getting the business up and running and how you and Mark as a couple actually, you know, made that happen. And a few top tips looking back and giving some advice to your younger self. So what would you say you most appreciate about each other? You know, having looked back and, and working together now and your kids are a little bit older. What do you most appreciate? Well, it's hard to have Mark here. I'm, so he, I'm sure he's got lots to say about appreciating you. But um, what do you appreciate about him and the role that he plays, you know, both personally as, in a, as a couple and in the business as well? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Well, okay, so he, um, you know, I don't know if it really comes through in, in our Shark Tank episodes, but Mark is just a really positive, <clears throat> high-energy guy and I think that has played a huge role in sort of keeping us kind of afloat and just you know I think small business is so difficult and so challenging and I feel like nine times out of ten there are fires to put out and people pushing you down and things like that I mean it's it's so challenging and it's such an uphill climb that to have someone who's really just like has a good attitude every day at work is huge and I really appreciate that about Mark Mm. and um I think also just um he really like you were talking about picking up slack he really does and has and we have like a really tangible example of that because I got I got really sick about almost three years ago and basically essentially didn't work for 18 months like it was that bad wow and he picked up all the slack like he did his job my job and and more because I barely could even take care of the children so you know to have that like in any other job I would have had to quit or maybe I would have been fired because I was that sick Mm. but you know it's it's really cool to see like wow you know when push comes to shove, you have your 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 soulmate, your husband there to sort of jump in and rescue you to some degree. And that has been huge in just for sort of keeping us happy couple and happy business partners. Mm, mm. And and you know that's that's so commendable um and like you say when you find the right person and they're your soulmate Mm -hmm. um you know it just it they kind of just go into this mode I'm sure of just doing what needs to get done to come out the other end to make sure that you're okay because at the end of the day you know you got your your health your relationship your family will always come first anyone will attest to that before any business um because without that, the business, none of that exists. So um, to jump in and, and help do that, I was actually speaking to another couple. There's another couple um, on this podcast and the wife went through breast cancer at a very young age and also, you know, went through chemo and, and couldn't work. And same story, exactly the same story. Uh, life goes on, business goes on. 
and you know it's game face in business and then in the back end um, there's a lot of paddling like a duck you know with the water yes. under the water to keep things afloat because they are they they're doing it and and both these stories tend to be of the men doing that, you know, picking up everything in the home to do with, with the home and or children and the business as well. So it must have been a very trying time. Um, and, yeah, and to come out the other end stronger for it as a couple is is fantastic, is really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there must be something that, and without having Mark here, it's a bit of an awkward <laughs> conversation um, because it's a conversation, it's a question I normally ask that, you know, every couple has their little quirks that kind of annoy each other. Um, and it's it can be something funny. It can be something quirky. It can be something that, you know, you know that he's done since he was 13 years old since you've known him um and he'll continue to do but it, it's just one of those little quirky annoying habits that annoys you <laughs> um okay so he he I've, I've brought this up to him so that's one thing is that I think um what's unique about us is that because we've been together for so long we really are good communicators and that we've really learned to sort of just lay it out there and um so I've I've actually brought this up to him many times so it's it's a quirk of his it's a have a bad habit and it drives me crazy but he knows about it so <laughs> i think he'll be okay with my saying this so um you know it started when we first got married because before we got married we didn't live together so i didn't really know this about him but it was this constant this this one question he always asked me like where's my have you seen my <laughs> know, whatever it is and it's always like at the last minute like have you seen my car keys did you see my phone charger? And um, what? why I say it's a bad habit is because I know he didn't look for it prior. So, you know, it just comes out. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I'm like, did you even look at where we always put the phone charger? And then it's always there. Or, you know, it's like these. <laughs> so, but it was funny because, you know, I brought it up to him and he knows it drove me crazy. And um, his sister came to stay with us one day, and she did the exact same thing. And I was like, Mark, <laughs> it was your mom who enabled you. I mean, I think you guys literally just asked, and it was given because clearly it's something in your family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's very funny. Oh, gosh. Have you given it a man look? Have you really given it a man look? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but on the flip side, I'm sure there's a ton of things, but I know right off the bat, I'm an only child, yep. and he jokes about this all the time because I'll, you know, I'll open up a candy bar, be furiously typing an email, and just shove the whole thing in my mouth without offering anything. <laughs> And, you know, he'll always just randomly be like, only child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I order something at a restaurant, finish the whole dish, and I never even offer him a bite. And it, that term, <laughs> only child, always comes out. <laughs> at least you can laugh at these things. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Yeah, I can, I can, um, I can relate to, you know, where's this, where's that? But I get it from all my kids as well. So, um <laughs> yeah it's it's where it's where it is it's where it always is just go yes. and look yep yep right. yep <laughs> so where do you see yourselves in you know five ten years time gosh let's see I, I in an ideal world you know if business could go on and keep growing um I 
I don't see much changing actually. Like we're both really, we both love this company, love the jobs that we do every day. I think if some of the stress or the pressure of, you know, business could come off, that would be fantastic. But, you know, I don't know. I think where I see ourselves and where I hope to be in five, 10 years is still running La La Land, mm. you know, seeing a whole um, sort of product line. Cause you know, right now we only have four products and you know, while it's growing, it's, we hope to be sort of that big company in the baby industry. So. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> is that Ooh, you getting that- a call with me? <laughs> I don't know what the universe is saying this time to me. <laughs> okay. No, it's all good. It's all good. Um, okay. So what are your, you know, we have, st- I don't know about you, but I, being a couple in business together, it, it's a very polarizing, you know, I can either, yes, I can never, ever, ever do that with my husband. Oh my God. I don't know how you guys do it. Um, and then when I'm speaking to couples like you, it's like, I can't imagine any doing anything differently. And that's why I ask where you see yourselves in five to 10 years time, because, you know, just working together, loving what you're doing together is, um, as a formidable force is something that not a lot of people can actually relate to. So have you ever had a, an, you know, a moment where you're with girlfriends or when you're in a situation where people just, I mean, they rat on their husbands at any given chance and I, I can't understand it, but do you have an interesting moment where you've been with a group of girls and they've been like, I just don't get it. I just, it's like a polarizing, it's like two different lives that exist and an experience in that. Um, gosh, it's a good question. Well, I mean, I'll be frank. I'm not, you know, it's not like we're just so blindly in love that, you know, I, I only have great things to say because we, I think both of us, we do have our moments where we need to vent to our girlfriends or guy friends and about one another. But, um, I don't know. I don't think I've had that one defining moment. Like, I mm. think I have such an eclectic group of friends, many of whom are either stay-at-home moms who have just a, such a different relationship. The one thing I do say is, um, you know, a lot of, I think a lot of, especially some of my friends who are either stay-at-home moms or even work full-time intense jobs, it's, it's difficult for them to understand their spouse's stresses Mm. Um, but for me, that's so, it's unique in a way because I really, I know what my husband's stresses are to some degree and we're, they're, they're mine too. And, um, we're both sort of on that same path and working towards that same goal. So yeah, I do, I, there's this kind of sense of solidarity where, you know, we might, we might rat on each other's quirks or bad habits, but when it comes down to it, we just get each other. And yeah, yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. I think that's um, the solidarity and and the having the the aligned vision and goal of where you're going. Um, and like you said before, you actually used the word, you know, being great communicators, which is a common thread throughout all of these conversations with couples. Um, And I think as a couple in business, you learn to be great communicators with each other. You learn to read each other. You learn to know when to back off and when to go in. You learn to be there to support each other, which 
and and like you said understanding everyday stresses and what your your partner is actually going through which not a lot of partners understand when you have separate live separate jobs and separate stresses with work and and that's really um that's a, a different a different level of relationship um and being great communicators and having having to learn that having to know boundaries and all the rest of it is perhaps where couples these days it's very easy just to not speak to each other for two weeks and have a fight um and go to bed angry every single night whereas when you're in business together you can't do that you don't have the luck not not the luxury of doing that because i'm not going to call it a luxury but you don't have the lifestyle that facilitates you to be able to do that where you can actually not talk to your spouse get up get ready for work and go off to work and still live a normal you know regular daytime life um so yeah so to actually have to learn that with your partner and like you guys you know you and Mark have been together for so long and a lot of the couples that I speak to have have got histories together before business as well so you get to learn a lot about each other whether it's couples who have traveled together or couples who have just been together for a, a, a long time as well so yeah being great communicators is is something that um everybody has to has to become yeah well it's funny because we sometimes cross that line too because we we had an employee a couple years back who was a friend and um he pointed out to us I mean we didn't even realize we were doing this in the workplace not that we have so many employees but still you know there's that we should probably maintain that level of professionalism but it was just this constant hey hun did you get that report done or hun this and hun, yes. and for some reason I think it kind of got under our employee's skin <laughs> and we took a step back and thought wow you know what this this it's true like if we were working in a bank or some corporate building we wouldn't be able to communicate that way <laughs> yeah so it was just it was funny <laughs> yeah it's interesting what employees can bring up about about your relationship as well and about um in the workplace together because they're the ones that kind of, it's that mirror isn't it it's like well you can't get away with you know um talking poorly to each other and i i am certainly i've been pulled up on it many times by daryl where he'll look at me and he'll kind of go you don't need to speak to me that way at work because you know in front of people don't don't it it, i don't realize i do it i didn't realize i was doing it and he felt like i was putting him down in front of our employees so it's it's really you know it's a case of you wouldn't get away with talking like that to your co-workers um so be conscious that and, and whether it's bad like a, a negative in my situation or a positive in your situation where it's just a hun um to be conscious of that because they they pick up on everything and they pick up on the energy you know if you if you've had a little bit of a tiff at home or there's something that you you carry into around your employees if you're going off to an office um everyone they pick up on that too so yeah really really um really interesting having a relationship around employees and learning the boundaries there and learning what uh what works and what doesn't work um I'm just going to kind of recap because I think you've given me so many golden nuggets here and I I really appreciate your time, Hannah, that you, you know, you're actually really honest and raw about those early days and and giving those three top tips to couples who are listening to this at the moment to actually, whether they're, you know, new in business, working together, thinking about it or have been 
um, in business working together for quite some time to actually step away as a couple. I think that's so important, you know, whether it's going, sometimes it's not even about going out for dinner and, and, and turning off and not talking about work. It might even just be going to the movie and not talking at all, but to completely enjoy each other's silence um, and being together and not having anything going on. And then time spent individually. So actually spend, take that time out for yourself. Um, you know, whether it is a sport, a hobby or just having nails done or even just having a sleep in I think you know sometimes it's just those little things and then setting those small attainable goals and what you said before about you know being on this journey together as a couple and having a huge vision I mean you guys you and Mark being on Shark Tank and you know um, having three young children having this huge vision that was seen by others um, as well and but chunking it down and having those milestones, those small attainable goals, and then just being there to support each other. Um, it's wonderful that you, you know, you are so appreciative of Mark and of what he brings. And I'm, I'm you know, it would have been lovely to have Mark on this course so that he could have uh, reciprocated that and spoke um, of your attributes as well. So, but thank you so much. It's It's been so wonderful to talk to you, so refreshing to hear. You know, I have to be honest, you're the first person who's actually said we went through um you know we're not we're not perfect and um you know we we went through in the early stages of some difficult times because it's business and family and and all the rest of it so I can completely completely understand that so thank you so much for sharing all of all of that with me Hannah and the listeners today I really appreciate your honesty and um, all of the advice that you've given everybody I hope everybody listening has got some real golden nuggets there so thank you so much and I, I hope that your little girl gets better soon oh thank you for having me it was so nice to speak with you and just meet you as well yeah it's and and you're the third in the world i am pleased to announce the third <laughs> in the world if i find any others any other uh, childhood sweethearts who are in business together i'm gonna i'm gonna shoot you an email we can we can make our own club <laughs> so i'm just curious where is the other one um she i just interviewed them and they're a couple in perth in western australia okay. uh they run a business um, over there and she was actually interestingly enough she was the woman I referred to as having um, breast cancer a couple of years ago so yeah just um, you know I, I just think the the synchronicity there or the synergy um, yeah is, is really interesting and, and I didn't know that they were childhood sweethearts either when I started interviewing them and, and then it, they came out and said oh you know we've been together since we were childhood sweethearts since we were at school and I went oh my god really oh my gosh there's three of us so far in the world so it's um it's a really really yeah really rare statistic and I think we need to well not, not I think I believe we need to wear that as a real badge of honour um, because, you know, having such a strong relationship, being in business, going into business is one of the toughest challenges that anyone can face. Um, and, and not, you know, there's a difference between going into business, bless you, and building a business, bless you. Yes. You know, people, people have businesses, but essentially they just have jobs, you know, with high stress levels and they're responsible for everything. Building a business is completely different so 
you know, having a relationship and building a business and driving a business forward towards that huge vision and that huge goal is, you know, is uh, takes a lot of strength, takes a lot of a lot of solid foundation, takes a lot of love, um, and and you and Mark have that. So I wish you all the very best in health, wealth. Um, and yeah, and hopefully you're, well, I don't know about how you'd feel about your daughters dating when they're 13. <laughs> I know, I'm still divided on that. <laughs> I'm sure there was just a lot of hand-holding going on. Yeah, no, it was. And it was so, you know, innocent at the time. But it, it's just, I, I think having children has really brought that into perspective. Yeah. <laughs> they, thing yeah yeah but isn't it amazing how you know when he said when Mark said I'm going to marry you one day um that so how powerful that actually is when you know you just know yeah I know there is definitely something to be said for that yeah yeah well I wish you a lot of success I hope that um and only only health and good things